0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. We have our roundtable edition of the show today, talking about our first big matchup of the season for Auburn, uh, playing at number 10 Penn State, top 10 road game, an opportunity for Auburn to grab a really big win here in only the third game of the Brian Harson era. Got our roundtable to discuss the game uh, that will kick off tomorrow night. You'll be listening to this on Friday morning, uh, six thirty Central Time on ABC. Got Jason Caldwell, Mark Murphy, and Philip Marshall here to break things down before we get into the game day. And Mark, we'll start with you because you have a story up on the website, or when we're recording this, I don't know if it'll be up or not. But um, you know, playing the Big Ten, playing a Big Ten team is not only something that's not very common for Auburn, but it's uh, it's not as Philip said before we started. It's not very common for any sort of SEC team, so uh, this is a pretty rare road game, and Auburn fans should uh, should really relish the opportunity in this one and and kind of you know take advantage of the team that they're playing because it's not something that happens super often.
1: Yeah, most of the matchups are in bowl games, Nathan, and uh, you know the last two times Auburn's played uh, teams in the league. They gave up 66 total points, uh, did not look good at all last year down in Orlando, losing to Northwestern, which was definitely a better team. I thought Auburn might have been a better team the year before uh, against Minnesota, but just didn't play well in the Outback Bowl. Uh, and then in t- 2018, they played in the Music City Bowl. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games going into it. Talking to the Auburn players, you could just tell they were ready to play. Um Apparently they didn't get along real well with some of the uh, Purdue players who were talking some trash. And I knew they were getting ready to play well, but I wasn't expecting to see a fifty-six to nothing lead at halftime. And maybe that influenced Auburn in the next two matchups against Big Ten teams, not to take them as seriously. But uh, you know, the last four games Auburn's played against Big Ten teams, they've only won one time.
0: Yeah, and certainly it'll be a you know different environment. Obviously, the whiteout is, is something that Penn State saves for what they think is their, their biggest home opponent of the season. Jason, talking a little bit about the matchups now, uh, I think Sean Clifford is a guy that is pretty similar to Bo Nix. I think we've talked about this before, but um, a guy that they you know they like his ceiling and they think he's got a lot of talent, hasn't necessarily put it all together. He's also playing under a new coordinator, Mike Yursich comes over, and so it's only the third game for him. A lot of talk about Bo Nix playing in only his third game under a new offensive system. Same deal for him. What does Auburn have to do to slow down him? And he's got a pair of pretty good receivers out wide too. Yeah, you look at him. uh,
2: He's probably not as he's not as fast as Bo in terms of him. He's an athletic running running quarterback. Um, But I think you look and and there's a couple of keys for me in this game. You know, you got to limit big plays. Um, That's really the only offense that Penn State had to speak of in the win over Wisconsin, a couple of big plays in the passing game. Um, They haven't lined up and run the ball exceptionally well so far. Um, And that's, you know, to me, that's big for Auburn. If you can limit them, turn them into a one-dimensional team and make Sean Clifford line up and throw it 35, 40 times, I think that's got to work in your favor. Um, You know, and and so um, when you look at him, he's, he's a guy that can make some plays with his legs. I expect to see some, um, some quarterback runs uh, mixed in here too to try to give them a little bit more running game. Same thing I think from Auburn. I think you can see the same thing from Auburn and Bo Nix, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy that has, has done it at times. The thing he's got is you know, like Bo, he's an experienced guy. This is a guy that's been around and played a lot of football. You start looking at these lists of, of Penn state records and he's on a lot of these top 10 lists uh, in terms of his you know yardage and the things he's done. Uh, he got 52 combined touchdowns uh, in his career. So he's a guy that has, has been pretty productive um, in, in terms of, you know, getting them in the end zone. But I think it's big plays for me. Um, I just don't think that there's a lot of teams that are going to be line up, be able to line up and, and go 12, 13 plays against this Auburn defense and, and and be able to finish it off. So I think that's, to me, that's where it starts uh, when you talk about, you know, defending Sean Clifford is, is, you know, make them earn it and, and not give up a couple of easy ones.
0: Yeah, you look right now. It's Noah Kane, who's a former Auburn target. It was a big Auburn recruiting target. they their leading rusher right now with 117 yards, couple of touchdowns through two games, um, and then Clifford is right behind him with 71 yards. Philip, this is a game that you know a lot of teams would go into, and this would be a, a crazy atmosphere, and in, in, it, in a, you know the top ten team. It certainly will be that for Auburn. It's certainly a massive game, um, but this is something that is not foreign to Auburn over the years. Not only the type of opponent they're playing, a top ten team on the road. Um, but also the environment they're, they're facing is not something that's going to be that, uh, that different to them.
3: No, I mean, you know, or anybody in the SEC, really. I mean, it's Gainesville and Baton Rouge and Tuscaloosa and Athens and Auburn and South Carolina, which is one of the loudest places you'll go. I mean, there's lots of loud venues in the SEC, and uh, maybe it'll be a little louder. But as players have told me in the past, once you can't hear, you can't hear it doesn't matter how much louder it gets after that. And uh, so I definitely don't think Auburn will be intimidated by that. I think the real value of that for the home team is that it energizes the home team. Uh, And uh, that's I think that is the the main value of of having an electric atmosphere like that. And uh, but I think Auburn will be ready for it. Uh, Bo certainly has experienced it. I don't know how I could you think it'd be much louder than what he faced at Florida a couple a couple of years ago. So uh I don't think that's gonna be a certainly be the determining factor in the game. I think it's gonna be uh who turns the ball over, who makes mistakes or who doesn't. And as Jay I think, you know, stopping the run. Uh and to me that's the one the the one question I have about Auburn's defense. You know, the interior defensive line is uh is guys who are you or haven't played a lot. And, uh, and they haven't been challenged either in the first two games. So how they play is going to be interesting to me, and I think will say a lot because how they play has a lot of impact on how the linebackers play if they're not getting offensive, 320-pound offensive linemen coming out of full speed. But uh, uh, I think that uh, it should be a really entertaining game. And I don't know. It's, it's hard to say who, who has an edge, if anybody.
0: Yeah, and that, that's what might lead me to believe that, you know, these teams are pretty evenly matched. And the, like you said, the home field might might create a little bit of an edge, similar to how it does for Auburn and Jordan-Hare Stadium. Yeah, Sean Clifford for Penn State, um, they started out 0-5 last season. He threw 10 interceptions through that five-game stretch. Right now, as, as James Franklin talked about the other day, um, he's completely clean so far this season. No picks, and that's been big for the – efficiency of their offense mark i think auburn maybe got helped a little bit this week we'll see you know how much it really matters i doubt it really will matter in the end um, but franklin has been linked to usc a little bit as as he's been over the years anytime people talk about that job coming open um but do you think that's something that's really going to affect this team that much or, or do you think he's going to have penn state pretty uh pretty wired for this game regardless of kind of the outside noise that's going on
1: you know, from listening to what the Penn State players have been saying about what a big deal their whiteout game is, I think that's what they're focused on. I think they're focused on playing an SEC team, which is probably a big deal to those guys. And, uh, you know, last year it was a pretty horrible season for Penn State. At this time, you know, they had a record losing streak to start uh, the season. They didn't have hardly any fans there at their games. Um it was just there wasn't a whole lot of energy in college football in many places, and it was certainly the case at Penn State. I think they're fired up about playing their whiteout game in front of 106,000 folks, ABC, and game day being there. So uh, I don't. I think the James Franklin stuff's probably not, not even going to be on their mind.
0: Jason, moving back over, talking about Penn State's quarterback to now talking about Auburn's quarterback. Um, I wrote about it this morning, but what do you think Bo Nix has to do? to win this game? Does he have to do what he did in his other big ranked win of his career, which was Texas AM? I believe he only threw for like a hundred yards in that game. And that was to be a game manager. Um, or does he need to hit these, these mostly inexperienced receivers for some explosive plays like you talked about? I think the first thing he has to do is get help from
2: his teammates. Uh, I think that's where it starts. Uh has got to be able to run the football. Um, you know, while this offense is, is not very similar to Gus Malzahn's offense, it has one key characteristic that is very similar. They're both dependent on being able to run the football, uh, as most offenses are, except for Mike Leach or you know, somebody else like that. But they'll be able to run it. Uh, you look at both history of success on the road and um, the games they've, they've struggled in and he struggled in is when they, they struggle to run the football. And so that's what you're going to have to begin with for me, for this team. Uh, if you can't line up and run it, uh, and you're in third and eight, third and nine, third and tens all day, there are not many passing games that are going to have success in, in those situations. So, to me, you got to be able to run the football first day ahead of the change. you got to protect it. I mean, that that's that's pretty obvious. You, you know, you've done a good job of, of making decisions. Those decisions are going to be very important Saturday night because you don't want to turn the ball over, give it back to Penn State, put your defense in some bad situations. So, um, those are things that, that I start with there. But if you can run it, then it opens up everything in this offense. It takes the pressure off those wide receivers. You're able to stay in, you know, third and short, third and mediums, uh, and and then if you can convert some some of those, then you got a chance to, to sustain some drives, and and I think that's the key. But I, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game, and this is one that, and you know, another way of saying it, but Brian Harson said it. We've heard Mike Bobo say it, but you know, you know, many years back, um, Mark and Philip will remember it because we all remember this quote from um, a guy that, that we covered at Auburn in, in 2003. He said it as you got to lift a punt. Um, another way of saying it is, as Brian Harson said, you need to finish every drive with a kick. Um, if Auburn can finish every drive with a kick Saturday night, either a field goal, an extra point, or a punt, then you're probably going to be in pretty good shape with the way this defense plays. So that's where it starts. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, being able to move the football, throw it a little bit, you know, use them back, use the tight ends, do those things, uh, keep the chains moving, is to me is the goal for Bo Nix on Saturday night
0: were you surprised or what did you think we, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago that they did that off sticking with this note, that they are going to stick with that offensive starting five on along the offensive line that they, that they decided to do it before this game. Yeah. I'm not really surprised. I think
2: continuity, we we've seen the first group be the same, um, you know, and you know, they, they kind of put out a depth chart said the, the first five, but Ryan Harson said, Hey, we still got seven guys. Uh, I'm wondering if that's a little gamesmanship there. I I think that, uh, you know, that depth chart probably done for a reason. Those oars are gone. Um, Brandon Council on the left side now. Keandre Jones on the right side. There's no oars behind them. I think if you can find those five and, and you can let those guys stay in there, they're the ones, you know, going through the fire in a game, talking, communicating. It's a big deal to keep those guys on the field. So I would expect to see the same five guys this week.
0: Philip, just kind of looking broader for what this this game means, big picture this season, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people, if you had told them that there was a coaching change, would look at Auburn's schedule this year and say that it was super easy, um, that, that, you know, a lot more than six or seven wins, regardless of who the coach was, was going to be very attainable. But I think a lot of that changes with this game. You and I were kind of talking about it earlier because of how the schedule shakes out, because of that home game against Georgia that comes up a couple of weeks after that. Um, what does a win mean for Auburn in this game if they're able to pull it off, and, and possibly what they could do for the rest of the season?
3: Well, obviously, it'd be a great confidence boost. It would be a uh, it would get the fans energized. Uh, you now, the problem the problem Auburn's got is good look at their SEC schedule, there's not a game on there that can't be lost. Uh, and, I, and I don't believe there's a game on there that can't be won either. So that's going to be interesting, but. Obviously, momentum plays a big part in college football, and Auburn would get a big dose of it if they could find a way to win this game, for sure.
0: Jason, coming back to you, um, we've talked about how good that offense looked in that first game in terms of their execution. Hit a little bit of a roadblock there in the second game, but just how much of this actual, you know, the, the, the fully-fledged version of the Mike Bobo and the Brian Harson offense, um, you know, what it can actually do and, and what the playbook really looks like how much of that do you think we've really seen through these first couple of games, or do you think they were holding back a little bit for this one? Yeah, I don't think there's any question that there's, there's things we haven't
2: seen. I think we've seen the basics of the offense, and now you can start to add things off of that. We've seen them you know, under center, um, but we haven't seen a whole lot of variations from that. We saw a lot of different formations in week two than we saw in week one, so we've seen a combination of things. You know, talking to Ben Leard, a guy that that played it, um, knows, you know, lots of coaches, know Mike Bobo really well. He has mentioned a, a several times about showing things to an opponent just to make them work on it during a practice week. And I, I believe that Auburn has done that through the first two weeks. I think they've shown formations or shown things just to throw it at Penn State to make them work on it. Um, I think there'll, there'll be some additions, some things we, have, we haven't seen yet. But, um, yeah, it's – you know I thought there were going to be bumps along the way. Week one, smooth sailing, couldn't have been any better. La- last week we saw some of those bumps that, that you're going to get from a new offense, but heck, you, you get those from an old offense. We saw those bumps along the way from Gus Miles on who, you know, in his sixth or seventh year. I think that's just part of it. Now, Alabama had some of those bumps against Mercer. Uh, it happens early in the season sometimes. Um, I think it was a, it was probably a good, good thing for this Auburn team to, to make sure they go, okay, look. Guys, you know, you're not perfect. Uh, week one was good, but you, you got to go out there and execute, and every play has to be done correctly. And so, yeah, I think there's things we'll see Saturday night that we haven't seen this year. Uh, but I think the base of this offense is going to be the same. I think it's going to be get Tank Bigsby downhill, um, play action passing. Um, and, you know, uh, to me, the, the, one of the more interesting things is is this offensive line, much maligned, but when they were healthy last year and when Tank Bigsby was healthy last year, those guys lined up and ran the football. Um, I I would imagine that they're probably going to have pretty good incentive on Saturday night to come out and show the world that, uh, that they're better than people think they are
0: Yeah, a lot of talk about that offensive line this week, um, working on nonverbal communication. That's what a lot of Nick Brahms talked about. Um, It's been a long time since they played in a a true capacity environment like this because of the way they ended the 2019 season, um, four straight home games, which I don't, you know, I I had to go back and and check that. I didn't exactly recall that it was that much, um, but it was the 2019 LSU game. Um, So it's been a while, but again, like you said, that's going to be a big part of their success this week. And yeah, like four straight games with, with 200 yards for Tank Bigsby when they got it rolling. Um, Mark we've been talking a lot of you know what does Auburn need to do to win and what would a win mean and that kind of thing for you what what might be a detriment for Auburn in this game if Auburn loses this game what are you looking at in the box score afterward and saying that's what kind of dragged them down
1: you know a couple things I think to watch number one you know they're giving up 73 percent completion rate on the other teams throwing the football and uh, you know Is Derek Mason playing possum? Uh, I think he probably is to a degree, but still uh, you got to go out there and prove you can do it against some quality wide receivers. And if that quarterback uh, has time to sit back there and, and pick out receivers, those receivers aren't real big, but they're shifty and they can make somebody miss in the secondary and turn a 15 yard pass into a really big play. And, You know, Auburn has been very good at avoiding big plays this season on defense, but they haven't really been challenged deep much at all. The other thing is what what Philip mentioned, uh, you know, just looking at Auburn's defensive front on my wide-angle binoculars, which I always do the first couple series of games, those guys aren't that big, the ones they are starting in there, because they're not starting Tony Fair, who is big, and uh, who's a run-stopper, so it it, it looks like they're – basically lining up four defensive ends there uh, on their front four, which they've run a lot of four-man front so far this year. So uh, I'm going to be watching that. I'm also really interested to see if uh, Auburn is going to be really aggressive trying to get after the quarterback because Penn State hasn't had a whole lot of success running the football this year, and they don't seem to have any backs that are kind of scary running the ball. So, you know, you're going to see some corner blitzes. You're going to see some safety blitzes. You're going to see some combinations of that. You're going to see a lot of twist inside. Auburn's got the potential to be a really good pass rushing team this year. So uh, that would be fun to watch. And then offensively, you know, when they get down in the red zone, um, they were good week one. They were 4-4 last week. They got down four times and they kicked two field goals. One of them was because of delay game penalty down there on the goal line, which – Uh, Bo Nix is trying to calm down his own student section. Well, he's not going to be able to calm down the student section this week. So they've got to execute cleanly. And just go back and look at that game at Wisconsin. Um, You know, Wisconsin could have easily beaten Penn State if they hadn't self destruction down in the red zone. So uh, basic football, take the snap, hand it off to the running back, and, I mean, just junior high stuff. And uh, sometimes when you're in a real pre- pressure situation playing against athletic teams and you really want to win, sometimes you make mistakes. And uh, Bo Nix is a junior now. He's played in a lot of big games, home and on the road. He should be able to handle that.
0: Yeah, that's something Jason touched on earlier this week was that that defensive front looks pretty impressive right now. If they can stop the run, that's really good. Of course, there's the flip side to that. If they can't stop the run with those guys, they're going to have to get a little bit more creative. Okay, Mark, I'll stick with you. Um, we've we've touched on pretty much everything. You know, we've been previewing this game um, all week all week long. I'm going to put the pressure on you here, and you know, for these big games moving forward on the round table, we haven't been doing it for the for the cupcake games because it was kind of pointless. Um, but for these kind of games, we'll 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 pick the games on the round table. Um, tell me who's going to win this game and why.
1: You know, I think it's going to be close the whole way. And I think Andres Carlson field goal is going to be the difference. And Auburn went something like 27-24, 24-21, uh, something in that range. Maybe even 20-17 if it's a real defensive struggle. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought Auburn was probably going to lose this game. I really did. Um, just watching Penn State the first two games, watching Auburn the first two games, I like Auburn's chances more than I did at that time. Time several weeks ago, Nathan.
0: And, yeah, y'all can check him out. Uh, Phillip's piece, the fearless forecasters, you'll have – so that you, Keith and Ronnie as well, everybody at our site will have their predictions for this game. Um, so y'all don't have to do the score.
3: The honest answer to that question is I have no idea. Uh, I think it could uh, – any number of things could happen. and uh, But uh, I, I, I believe that Auburn has a distinct speed advantage in this game. And uh, I think that uh, you know, Tank Bixby is a great running back. He's going to get his yard most of the time. You know, I talked about last year when the offensive line was healthy, and uh, uh, he hasn't carried it a whole lot the first two games. He hasn't needed to, which I think is smart. He didn't, he's going to have fresh legs. And I, I think that it's obvious that West uh, that Hunter has some unique talent. I think Auburn will be able to run the ball when if they if they can and they don't turn it over. I think Auburn will win. I think it, turnovers could could be a uh, a huge detriment to whoever commits them. But uh, I'm going to go with Auburn. Very shaky vote, Auburn.
0: Jason, the floor is yours, my friend.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same vein with Philip. I, I I just think about Wisconsin in Week One, um, a team that not overly athletic, um, not the Wisconsin team that we're used to in the past that had 29 first downs, 17 rushing first downs, and about 90 plays against Penn State and just couldn't find a way to get an end zone. I, th- I think Auburn's going to be able to run the football. Um, here's, this is kind of my thoughts on, on Auburn the last few years. When they play a team on the road that has a dominant unit – Either a dominant offense or a dominant defense is when they run into trouble. We've seen Alabama's offense the last couple of years, Georgia's defense the last couple of years, LSU's offense 2019. Even then, it it was more of a defensive struggle. Those are the games they've lost. Um, Florida, South Carolina were kind of almost throwouts a little bit to me, um, just the way they occurred. But I don't see a dominant unit for Penn State. I think they're good on both sides of the ball. It kind of reminds me of Texas AM a little bit. Going over there, Texas AM has been good on both sides of the ball, but not dominant on both sides of the ball. Because of that, I think Auburn, you know, don't turn it over. I think Auburn wins the game. So I think I, I think it's going to be a game that resembles more 1986 than 2021, though. I don't think it's going to be a game where guys have 350 yards passing. Um, I think it's going to be more, they play close to the vest because it's going to be a close game throughout. And, um, you know, so I think it's going to be low twenties to upper teens, something like that. I, I think it's going to be, you know, when, when, you know, the point total, I'd say, you know, forties, you know, low forties somewhere around in there. I think, I don't think it's going to get much higher than that, but I think Auburn it finds a way to win one of these because, um, you know, frankly, I think they're due for one of these. And I think this is a team that, um, is, is ready for it. I think they've got a bunch of veterans that that kind of know what to expect and, uh, Frankly, I think they're they're tired of going on the road in big games and then coming up short.
0: You make a very compelling point, Jason. I'm 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 very much on the fence, uh, but I guess I'm I'm still you know I got to pick one way or the other. Um, I guess I'll be the black sheep here. I, I picked Penn State. Um, I think on a neutral field in a vacuum. I think Auburn is probably a better team straight up than Penn State. Uh, like you talked about, Jason, you know, not necessarily having one dominating unit um, is a bit of a concern for me on, on, on their end, whereas Auburn, I think you've got linebackers, you've got secondary that, that you put up against anybody in the country. I just don't know if, if in the third week of the season in a brand-new coaching staff, and I know we just talked about Penn State's new offense, um, but that's still a more established group. James Franklin's been there a long time. Um, you know, Auburn is due for one of these, but I think there's also a, a similar thought poking around and, and talking to people who cover Penn state this week about them turning things around after they had just a dreadful season last year. And, and most people there didn't think, and they, and they turn it around a little bit at the end, but most people there didn't think that they were anywhere near as bad as they were last season. So I just think, you know, I'll, I'll give a few points to the home team. I'll give a few points for the home field advantage. Um, as well and then I think they're running into a really good defense this Penn State defense is number five right now overall in the SP plus their pass defense I think is seventh or eighth overall in in overall coverage grade um, according to PFF through the first couple weeks so I I think it's going to be a a big a big challenge for Bo Nix but at the same time Auburn can't like Phillips said Auburn Auburn can absolutely win this game either team can win this game Um, I think it's going to be one of the 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 biggest toss-ups that we'll face all season long. I think it's going to be really, really close. I'd be shocked if one of these teams dominated, but um, I guess I'll be the odd one out and and pick Penn State. So I'll leave everybody on that that cheery, joyful note. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this episode. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Leave us a five-star review, please. If you guys enjoyed it, um, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. We will have a recap episode, me and Jason Will, over the weekend after the game. I hope you guys enjoyed that one last week. And again, we will have all kinds of coverage, auburnundercover.com. We're going to have it covered from top to bottom in State College. So appreciate everybody listening. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You can find them on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, everybody have a good weekend and enjoy the game.